Hi, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am Neil Rubenstein. And today I will be sitting in traffic talking to Brian McKenna, stand-up comedian and all-around stand-up guy. Tuesday night show 
at 10.30, there were six people in the audience, and I was performing there. And I got a phone call, and it was uh, the person who knows Jim, and they said, hey, can you open for Jim Brewer in Rhode Island? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course I'll open. That's, that's a stupid question. So then uh, I hang the phone up, and then five minutes later, I get a phone call. They're like, hey, you gotta be, uh, you got to be clean. No cursing. And I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. You know, although I've never not cursed on stage before up to that point. So I'd never not curse. So I said, yes. Well, your material your material's not like... No, I'm not dirty. Stuff, I'm far, so, yeah. yeah, I'm far from dirty. But I, I say fuck, and I, I, I speak the way on stage that I talk off stage, I think. I don't think it's right, much right, of a right. difference. Uh, uh, you know, it's definitely not a stretch. So he... Uh, so then the next day I wake up and I'm like, I got to be clean, huh? I said, I have a couple jokes that aren't, like, clean. I said, I wonder what they mean. So I had uh, seen the person who got the call, uh, who, who was kind of the middleman between me and Jim Brewer. And I said, hey, what, what, I got to be clean? He goes, you got to be squeaky clean, no cursing, no, su- no, suggest- no, subjective ma- no subjective material at all. And I was like, uh-oh. I said, they're, they're like, oh, you, you know, you're going to be performing for kids. I was like, oh, well, my act is not for kids. It doesn't, like, it's, de- it's definitely not for kids. So I, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a problem. So I had gotten Jim's publicist email. So I sent her an email like, hey, I, I don't know if this is a good fit. I said, I, what, what does clean mean? Because everyone's clean is different. My clean is different than yours, and it's going to be different yeah. than Jim's. It's gonna, everyone's uh, idea of it is, is different. So she sent me an email back. She's like, you've got to be squeaky clean, family friendly. I'm like, oh, that's out. I said, this is not a good idea. I said, this is going to be bad. I said, you guys are, I said, look, you're booking me on the basis that this middleman said I could do it. I said, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to send you a tape of me, a most recent tape of me performing. I said, I, then you, t- you tell me. I said, you tell me, because I don't know. I don't know. So I have no idea. So I had actually CC'd Jim Brewer in the email. I had his email. So I, I CC'd him in the email. And uh, about a day goes by. Basically, I'm, I'm having a nervous breakdown for about a full day because um, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and then I get an email from Jim that says, hey, man, uh, can you do me a favor? Give me a call. And then I started shaking. I was in a corner kind of uh, shaking for 35 minutes before I actually called him. And then I call him, and I go, hey, man, uh, what's up? And he's like, hey, how you doing? And he started, you know, he said, I watched your whole tape. Uh, he goes, uh he goes, he asked me how long I was doing stand-up at the time. It was three and a half years. And um, I go, yeah, three and a half years in. He's like, okay, yeah, you're way better than the average three and a half person. He's like, you're way ahead of the curve, like leaps and bounds. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Hearing that from him, he's like one of my idols. To hear that from him is such a compliment. Like that alone would have done it for me. Like, okay, you don't want to use me, but you said I was good. That's enough for me. And uh and then he just said, look, you got to drop some of the curse words. He goes, besides the fucks and the – and uh, I had a joke that I said the word rape. It wasn't about rape, but I said the word rape. And uh, he goes, that's – you can't have any kind of buzzwords. That's the only thing I don't want. And I said, okay. And then he goes, all right, so drop the rape, and uh, I'll see you up in Rhode Island. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, see you there. And uh, we, we did the first date. And then uh, the show went really well. Did the second date. The show went really well. Um, then he said, look, uh, there's going to be more dates, you know, in the future. And, I, look, let's be honest. When someone of his stature says that to someone of my stature, you go, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, it's really going to happen. And then he emailed me on Monday, like, hey, let's go to the Midwest. I was like, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> 
so basically, what I'm trying to say is, is, uh, is, uh, I don't know, just fucking don't, uh, don't do what I did and get scared. Like, I was kind of scared, I'm not gonna lie to you. Because I, I didn't know what clean means, all that nonsense, but yeah, that's how it ended up happening. And, uh, what, the rest is history? But, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the rest is kind of history. And that, that was, what, like six months ago, or is, are we talking longer uh, at this point? I think we're at, well, probably like, yeah, probably like nine months ago. Yeah, like eight, nine months ago. It was like February. And you've been, I mean, at least a week every month now, correct? Almost, yeah. It feels like, that way for yeah, it's about one weekend or two weekends a month for the most part. He had Jim has another opener in which uh, he uses this guy, um, Rich. Rich Aronovitz, very, very funny comic. Um, Rich is kind of, uh, I guess, uh, moving on, kind of becoming a headliner. So he can't do a lot of the dates. I kind of do the dates that uh, that Rich can't do. Right. That seems and to be... That guy's been with him a while, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah, a long time, like four or five years. That guy might have, might have priced himself out a little too. Possibly, I'm not sure. I don't know what he gets paid compared to what I get paid. Um, but I know uh, he is a headliner. He's headlining clubs and colleges and stuff. So I think it's kind of, um, you know, I think he's moving on a little bit, which is a good thing. And this this kind of bumped you up around here too, though, right? Because like, I mean, you were starting to get. You were starting to get a little bit of recognition around here, but after the Brewer thing, I feel like now you're getting, like, uh, when they send out the promo email, like, who's on the show, it's, like, featuring Brian McKenna. You know, like, they kind of, they're, uh, like, it's it's more than just, oh, I get to open for Brewer now. It's, like, it's actually affecting your career uh, outside of that as well, right? Yeah, for the people who know, for sure, Uh <laughs> the people who know, like, you know, it, it, but then again, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's great. It's good recognition and all that. But at the same time, is it, has it helped? Yeah. 100% because I get to do cool shit and, and, and test out material across the country. Um, but yeah, they do kind of highlight it a little bit more than, uh, than I thought for sure. Again, this is all new to me. So I'm not used to getting any recognition ever for anything. <laughs> so to get a little bit, you're almost like it's kind of weird. You're like, okay, all right. This is what it's like. And how long are you doing, 20 minutes? Uh, I do anywhere between 20 and 35, depending on the venue and depending on how much time Jim wants to do. Usually he does over an hour, uh, but there are nights, you know, he's tired just like everybody else. And, you know, just wants to do, you know, one hour on the dot or 55 minutes. You know what I mean? He doesn't really do under an hour ever. I think 99.9% of the time I've done, he's done over an hour. Uh, but there are, you know, there's nights you do two shows in one night. They got the club has to turn the room over. You know what I mean? So you got to be tight and so does he just because of the second show. Right. For the, for the most part, you know, 35, 35 minutes is usually the most. That's sick. It's sick, like, forget Brewer in the equation. Like, it's awesome to be able to, like, develop that, develop the ability to do that, because you can't do that in New York. Like, no. the longest spot you're going to get is 10, 12 minutes. Yes, 15 tops in New York City. Yeah, and then, 
and then to be able to like stretch it out like that and and make yourself aware like oh I can do colleges I can do you know feature on the road like it opens it opens the doors to so much other things to so many other things regardless of the credit regardless of the uh, you know towards actually with Jim Brewer like regardless of that yeah absolutely it's definitely helped I mean it exponentially helped. Um, I've seen it, I've really only seen it recently. Over the last, like, month or two, I've been noticing that, like, I'm having way stronger sets, and I feel way more comfortable on stage. I guess because I have had so much real time on real stage, you know what I mean? Real time on stage, as opposed to most people at my level don't get that for a long period of time. You know what I mean? They don't get it this soon. Um, Yeah, we get get seven minutes, or we get ten minutes, we have to come out. Get comfortable, get the crowd to like us, make jokes. Like, given 20 minutes, you can come out, you can, you know, stretch your legs for a second, like really, who who, who am I talking to? Who's in the room? Let me look around for a second, let me breathe deep. Yeah, you're saying saying hello, you're getting kind of acclimated to the room, just like they are kind of getting acclimated to you, so it's kind of um, a give and take on both ends. Yeah, that's really uh, that's awesome, man. That's uh, that's cool stuff. I, I'm uh, I'm very like it's a weird feeling for me because I've known you for so long. <laughs> yeah, and like I've known you since you were young, and like so like I'm envious in a way, like on a professional level, but then I'm like so proud in a like friend way. Oh, well, thank you. Such a weird feeling. Like I see, like good news for you, and I'm like, I'm it, it's I'm stoked the way I would be stoked for my brother. You know what I mean? Like just so like, oh, it's so cool. Like I see, like oh, I'm doing Tucson and Phoenix this weekend, and I'm just like, God damn it, that's cool as shit, man. You know? And like it's just such a weird. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like I. Well, you have known me since I was 16, so. Yeah, man. Uh, you, you see me before I was an adult, which I'm barely an adult now. But you see me be- way before I even could consider myself an adult. Uh, but it's interesting, man. You get a lot of blowback when when good things happen. I never saw it before until all this shit kind of went down. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I never saw Like, I never saw the uh, – look, everyone talks shit. It's just the way that life is. It's just the people, especially in – I feel like comedy and show business, whatever you want to call it, the – Everybody wants the same thing, and unfortunately, yeah. we can't all have the same thing. It's just it's it's just the way that it is. It's it's not you know, and um, I never I never saw the pushback before until this stuff kind of happened, man. It was it was kind of interesting because I guess people would always talk shit about me, but I never heard it, and then this I started to hear it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I was like, I thought people would be kind of happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what you just said, you were happy on the tail end of being envious. And that's because you and I are friends, and I've known you since we were since, – since, since I was little. But it's but like, not a jeal- – it's, yeah, it's not like a jealousy from a bad place. It's like a uh, – yeah, but I, I don't know, man. I have a different theory on that whole shit anyway. Like, because I've seen so many bands get huge and, like, how it – how uh, their relationships shift, and like, I just there's room for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Yeah. Just because you're like, just because you're getting the 20 minute spot now, I'm not ready for a 20 minute spot anyway. 
first of all. I have to worry mm-hmm. about me. I have to worry about getting better. But you're not blocking me. You're the next step. And when I'm ready to take that next step, either you're going to be out of the way already and moving on to your new thing, or I'm going to be able to be like, yo, mechanic, I think I'm ready. Can you hook me up? And you're going to be in a position where you can hook me up. Like, why yeah. would I – why would anyone be like, oh, fuck McKenna? Fuck McKenna? Oh, he's one of us. Congratulations, yeah. McKenna. Let's yeah. go. That's the way I always looked at it. Like, I always want my friends to do well. You know what I mean? Like, whether – it's just I, – I don't know. That's just me. I'm always like, I hope someone gets fucking famous so I can get a job. Like, I don't – Yeah, right? <laughs> Like, I want so many people to become, I want all my friends to become famous. And so I can be like, yo, dude, by the way, can I get on your show? Like, I want to, I want to, I want to work on your show. <laughs> yo, like, like uh, yeah, exactly. Like, like Roach getting Kevin can wait. Yeah, it's like, I'm so happy. Gra- yeah, that's the greatest thing that happened to any of us. Yeah, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with any of us. <laughs> yeah, because if they go, hey, man, I'm looking for a comic, and he fits this description, Roach knows us. He knows everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? so he's going, oh, I know, I know a guy who looks just like that. Like, I know, let's call him. And he's, you know what I mean? Not, I don't know if he would ever do that, but that's what I, I, I would assume that's what he would do. But that's how it happens for everybody, you know what I mean? It's, it, and it might not be the first person you think of. Like, like with you, he might be like, oh, I need someone, like McKenna, McKenna, you available now with Brewer. Okay, who do you suggest? Like, yeah. oh, uh, Calcagno or Tui or Grillo or Neil or, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. There's a list of guys. Yeah. I don't know how anyone can feel a different way. Like, when Taking Back Sunday got huge, if you hated on them, then you weren't going to get asked to go on tour with them. And that was the answer. You know what I mean? Like, why would you? I I, I don't get it. Um, I also, uh, I remember uh, Joe DeVito saying, uh, I believe Jessica Pearson told him this. Mm-hmm. You never tell anyone how you're doing. Never. Because uh, if you're doing bad, then they're going to gloat about how shitty you're doing and tell everyone how shitty you're doing. And if you're doing good, then they're going to turn around to other people and be like, you know, oh, fuck this guy, he's bragging, he thinks he's something. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I just like, like I guess you're... You're seeing that now? You're seeing that, like, uh... I mean, a little bit from certain people, for sure. I mean, there's definitely people who went, well, why does he get that and he's not that good? And I go, well, here's the thing. It don't matter if you guys think I'm good. <laughs> One person <laughs> thinks I'm good, and his name is Jim Brewer. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't give a yeah. fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even think I'm good. Do you think it's good? being like, oh, I guess I fooled them again because I don't know why they laughed at this. I have no idea, but they're laughing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's another like that's another thing that like plagues like the lower level comedian, like but like my level comedian, like like there's so many groups of people who like will shit on comics that they don't find funny. Yeah, that are more successful than them. It's like, well, maybe. You don't have the right taste. Yes. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe like, you're looking at it a little different. Maybe just, yeah, like, he's selling a product, and he's nailing it. Yes. Whatever, you know, here's the thing. I, what I've seen in this so-called, I guess I'm in the business. What I've seen, though, there yeah, is... Yeah, you're in it now. That's it. I guess I'm in it, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a... Yeah. There's a um, you have to make your money when you can make your money. 
that's what it seems yeah. like. Because you will eventually start to go down. It's a matter of, yeah. it's not if, it's when. Yeah. Look at everybody. You know what I mean? Like, Amy Schumer is as hot as hot could be right now. I don't think there's a hotter comic right now in the country. She's selling out the garden. She's selling out the stadium across the, across the world. Right? Yeah. She did a, uh, she has a hit movie. She did a hit, uh, hit movie. She's got another one coming out. She's writing another one. Eventually, though, that's going to go down because people get bored. Unless, you know, you know, she's not yeah. doing the show anymore. If people just get bored. It's just, so it was, Andrew Rice Clay was the biggest comedian ever. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of, of exceptions, but uh, for the most part, you're, for the most part, you're, yeah. you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can only hope that you, uh, I guess, hollow out enough of an audience to come see you every time you go somewhere. And that's all you can yeah, really hope yeah. for. You know? I heard something interesting. I think it was, I don't know if it was Neil Brennan. I think it was Neil Brennan said, you, I don't know if it was Neil Brennan or Ari Shafir. I want to say it was one of them. But someone said this. They said, if you could just get a thousand people, right, a thousand fans to like you, just a thousand fans, that's it, in the country, just 1,000. And if you write a book, like, if you write a book and charge, you know, $15 for that book, right, like, you can make enough money to live just by that. You know what I'm saying? That may not be good, but you'll make enough money in the business. And I guess that's all I'm really looking for. <laughs> this is fucking thousand people. I just don't want a real job, you know. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100% on that. I, I feel like, and I mean, I, I hate to, like, keep doing just doing this. Like, anyone who listens to my podcast is like, all right, stop talking about all the bands you're going to but, um, but because of that upbringing, because of my history in that world, I feel like I... If you apply those principles, if you apply, like what you're saying about the thousand fans, like that's a punk rock attitude. That's like if I have a thousand fans, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. but but if you have a thousand fans, you can call on those fans to help make more fans. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. They bring well, every time you touch one person, you touch four. Cause okay. Yeah, because they're gonna bring their wife and their brother-in-law, yeah, or yeah. their wife and their dad, or their you know, their, their husband cousin and their yeah. cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. Uh, I actually like that attitude. That's one of my... I think it's a good idea to think like that. Just try to get... I try to... Look, I, I, I've had the chance to open for people, for Jim, across the country. I just try to get 10 people at, at every venue to sign up for my mailing list. Just 10. I get 10 people. And I've been pretty successful so far. But I get 10 people from Virginia who now like me. I get 10 people from Tempe, Arizona. I get 10 people from Rhode Island. I got 10 people from, you know what I mean? It starts to add up. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I got 150 people, you know, who are my friends on Facebook. I like their shit. They like mine. You know what I mean? Like, if you just get yeah. the way that this, it's a domino effect. So um, Yeah, and, and clubs, clubs are in the business to sell tickets, so they don't care how you yeah, get people fuck. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I got ten people that are come see me in Virginia. Now I can perform in Virginia. Yes, exactly. On my own. Yeah. Maybe bring my friend. Maybe bring my Brian McKenna. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, basically. So yeah, I mean that's that, that's the work aspect of this uh, of comedy, from what I've seen. Again, and I'm seeing more. Oh, no, no, What are you saying? Uh, I'm seeing more of that too, though. That even punk rock in the aspect of, like, 
like Dennis Rooney and, and Casey Aurora just went on a like basically a punk rock tour of comedy. Yeah. And and I have a couple of friends, uh, Jason Chatfield and Tristan Smith, who are doing the same thing in October. And Mike Markovich and Terry McNeely just did one. And and Terry McNeely and George Gallo have been doing it for years. It's yeah, they've been doing like, that for a while. Yeah. Just get on the road. Just this punk rock attitude of like, I'm gonna book some shows and get out there and make two fans in any community I can. Mm-hmm. And that I don't know. That's that's cool, man. I I, I want to get to a point where that makes sense for me, you know, where it's like I have enough universally good stuff that I can just go and and just perform and just be Yeah, I'm so good like man, I'm so grateful that I get to do what I do. People don't realize. Like, <laughs> like I'm so grateful just to be able to perform like think about how cool it is to just be able to do stand up and just like even get paid a dollar. Like yeah, to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I get paid, yeah. I get paid good money and I'm not complaining. But like if I if I made a dollar, like that would be like I would still do it. You know what I mean? Like of course, you look when you're good at something, you never do it for free, as the Joker says in Batman. But like <laughs> when you, <laughs> but like when you think about it, like if you could just like if you did it for a dollar, like I would do it for a dollar. Because why not? I don't know. I just I just love it. So yeah, I mean I. Don't make any money doing it. I like doing it. I I like, and I want to get good at it. Like I want to get. Now I got a question for you. I have a question. Are you still you're still actively in the open mic scene in New York City, right? Well, well, I ho- I host a couple. You host a couple now. Yeah. Is so it I kind? Of... Is it? I gotta ask. Is it still the worst places ever to perform at? Because I I I still do them, and well, this is my theory on open mic. When I when things are going too well, um, I go back to open mic. But I don't tell any of my comic friends that I'm going back to like doing two a night. Like I just did was it last week, the week before? I did uh, I, I did three in a week, which I haven't done in a long time. Like three shitty ones. I go into the city and do three shitty ones because I, I, I like I like the plus and minus of it. Like I did these nice venues, but it's like, oh yes, yeah, just remember that like you can be here next week. Next week, yeah. You know what I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I try not to do the shitty ones. Yeah. I've done the shitty ones, and I still occasionally do the shitty ones, but it doesn't make me feel good, and I don't <laughs> think I'm getting anything out of it. And okay. I know people are like, oh, well, you're getting this out of it, you, you know, you're learning to, but like, yeah, I, I'll just, I don't feel like I need to do that, uh, at least not yet. Maybe I'm like, my ego's too fragile or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not seeing any net results, so I'm just gonna do the ones that I like, like the the good rooms where there's either an audience or there's friends or at least they're paying attention. I'm not going into a room where there's six comics staring at their phones, trying <laughs> yeah. not to laugh. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, I, 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 mean, I don't I, need to be, yeah. I went crazy with them when I started. Because I just looked at it like I was behind. Me too, me I, too. Yeah, me too. I just was like, oh, I'm behind everybody. I need to catch up. So let's catch yeah. up. So I was doing fucking, I mean, I had a, it doesn't work anymore because it seems like open mic hosts don't like you to, like, I, I became friendly with a bunch in New York City at when I started, which was, I started only four, four years ago. It was four years ago in July. But, like, that first year, I pretty much become friends with most of the hosts of the open mic. So I was able to go up first and then go to the next one 
Right. And I, dude, I remember doing fucking like 12, 13 in a week, almost two, three a night. Yeah. Which was uh, complete utter chaos. But it helped, like, it definitely got me better quick. Right? Do you still feel it does that? Because I feel like open mics are still the nucleus of comedy. I try to get up 10 times a week. That's like the goal. Yeah. Uh, if six of those are open mics or eight of those are open mics, then eight of those are open mics. You know what I mean? But I don't like doing the, the dining dash. I feel like it's disrespectful to everybody else. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying that's what I did. No, no, I know. And, and I don't care if other people like doing it. That's fine. That's for them. Like, I, I always went for the opening band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. just... It's not fun to play to an empty room, and I want people to—I want people to stay for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I stay for them. Yeah. And maybe I'll—maybe I'll get a reputation where someone's like, "Oh, I'm not going to leave right after my set. Let me see if Neil's going up for the next two or three people, mm-hmm. and maybe I get two or three extra people in the room for me." I, yeah. I don't know. It seems to have worked for me. Uh, you know, making—you uh, know making connections that way and stuff, so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I try to get up as much as possible, and, uh, yeah, some of those mics are I need to hit to hit that number, but uh, I don't mm-hmm. like them. I don't like doing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not supposed to be fun. I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, comedy is great on Friday and Saturday nights, but hang out with me on a Tuesday night in New York City and tell me it's great. I said, because you're going to fucking, usually it's the worst night of your life. I'm like, you, what, if you follow me around or any comic, who's trying to uh, get better at this, you know, besides the guys who have careers are already headliners. You know what I mean? I'm talking like, yeah. I'm talking like guys who are still going to open mics. Like Hannibal Burris is not an open mic. You know what I mean? Like it's very, right, right, right. but right, like, right, you know right. what I mean? When you see like, do like you go, go to those open mics on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Oof. You could, you find a lot about, you find a lot about yourself <laughs> at those places, man. Yeah. Like, like the grizzly pear. Oh, in the, in the can, West Village. <laughs> oh, Yo, but I've said I've said this I've said this on this show even like even a real show at the Grizzly Pear is like I am not made for this. I, no, it's horrible. It's horrible. I need. Mean, I've seen. Here's the crazy part. I've seen good shows there. I've never been yeah. on one, but I've seen people laughing. Yeah, in those places. And you're almost sitting in the back of the room looking around going, like, how come every time I go up here, no one, <laughs> like, they all just, they cross their arms and stare at me. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not made for this room. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I watch some of the comics there, and I, I recognize what they're doing differently than what I'm doing. And uh, I just, I'm not, not that type of person. I'm just not that type of I don't have that type of personality where I can just make you like me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, you don't like me? All right. Yeah, all right. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm going to go now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what it's like. It's I'm going to go I'm gonna go Shane eat in the corner. They don't have donuts. <laughs> I usually go to that pizza place after a really – you know I had a bad couple sets in New York City – in the West Village, if you see me eating at Artichoke Pizza, which is, like, right next to the Grizzly Pear, I will, if you see me eating there, I ate it really bad, and I'm just fucking yeah. eating pizza because I, because I feel bad about myself. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just standing online outside of my boobs, trying to get a trying to get a falafel. Like, oh, I mean, what are you doing here? I just bombed at Greenwich Village, and uh, yeah, you're like, I just ate it. Oh, they're gonna put me up with a pear later to be miserable. Yeah. It's always the worst when I eat. It's always the worst when I eat at like one of those pizza places, and then you see like a really successful comic walk by, and I just want to throw the pizza at him. Like you see, like I see like <laughs> Gary Goldman walk by, and I'm like, I love him, and I always put like, fuck you, Gary. <laughs> and just like have him turn around and look at me, like, what? What did I do? It's just like, well, you're fucking really good, and I just ate it, so I'm throwing the pizza at you. I like when I run into someone um, I that I'm friendly with that's like way above my level. But they don't know that they're way above my level because, like, no one ever watches each other at that level. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, is he getting up tonight? And I'm like, no, I, I paid to get in, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I guess I'm actually one of the audience members. <laughs> Somehow the barker got me in. He talked me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, uh, I, hang out, I hang out for uh, the guys at the stand are really nice to me and, like, uh, I mean, they're nice to everybody there. Like, it's a great place. So I'll be, like, hanging out at the stands and, like, I'll run into someone I know that's, like, way above me. And they're like, oh, you getting up? They're like, no. Could you talk to the booker for it? <laughs> like, I, you go I, ask? I, I, yeah. <laughs> Did you ask for it? He's like, no, I, I saw your name on the on the email this morning, so I figured I'd come down and watch. I'd pay to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's what happens, man. It's crazy. It's, comedy's fucking crazy. I tell I mean, it's as fun as it is, it's crazy. Do you think poker players make better comedians? That's a great question. Um, I think poker, you know what? I know a lot of comics who, who do play poker, like, competitively. You know, and guys who are like, like, Ari Shafir was a big poker player. I, I believe Ari was playing cards professionally, in the beginning of his comedy career. Oh, really? I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Um, he was, it wasn't in New York. It was out in California. Um, I do think poker players could be better comics because we know how to read people and situations. Um, and also, and we're, we're, body we're faking it. Like, we're faking something also. Yes. Yes. Like, we're, we're trying faking. to deceive people. Like we're trying to, like... Fool people into thinking one thing when when it's we're actually going in another direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that's a definite. Uh, I didn't ever thought of that, and that's a really good connection for the two. I didn't really look at, people. People probably don't know what we're talking about. I got all right. In case anyone's listening to this who doesn't know, I met Neil playing poker when I was 16 years old in an illegal <laughs> poker club. <laughs> Uh, I met him playing poker in a legal poker club, and that's how I met him. And he was, were you, were you, I think, were you working there, or did I meet you playing, and then you started? Uh, I started, like, I have a weird habit of whenever I start doing something, I just worked there. Like, uh, <laughs> like, I never, I've never just been into something and not, made my whole life revolve around it. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, I started playing poker and immediately was like, well, I need a way to subsidize this, so I'm yeah. just going to, I'm just going to deal cards here or I'm going to manage this room or I'm going to own my own room. You know, like, it was always like, uh, something on that level. Like, and always, 
Like, I wasn't just in a band. I had to book the tour and work for other mm-hmm. bands also. I, I had to book shows. And, like, uh, and, and you know, I can't just be a comic. I have to, like, host open mics and run shows. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't just... I wish I yeah. could. I wish I could just be a part of something and not have to, like, uh, micromanage it, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, not micromanage. That's, that's the wrong word because I'm not... I'm not OCD about it, but be a yeah, part of the... It's not a bad quality to have, because it sounds like you're a little obsessive the same way that I'm obsessive about things. Like, it's a good... like obs- uh, it's, probably, it's probably not a great way to put the analogy, but it's a great quality. Uh, I think, like, to be good at something, you have to be a little bit obsessed with it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm Like, whether it's comedy yeah. or... or it's, I feel like it's anything. If you want to be good at a fucking instrument, you've got to be a little obsessed with it and do it every yeah. single day. And want to do it every day. Not just doing it every day, but wanting to do it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right now I'm sitting, I'm going literally zero miles an hour on the highway. And I do this every day, and I hate doing this. But it's like, oh, but I'll get five minutes of stage time. So it's worth yeah. the four worth hours the... of traffic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, I used to, see, you're better than me. I used to take the train in every single day. For fucking a year, I was taking it almost every day. And I remember just hating my life. You know what I mean? Just being like, I hate this. But I was like, oh, no, but I love it. I love going into New York City. I hate the train because it takes the same amount of time. It really does. It's roughly, yeah, but I never wanted to pay for gas, although it, it, it all evened out at the end. It wouldn't have, I wouldn't oh, have my rolled. God. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, the LIRR, and then you take the subway or, like, God forbid you're going to the east side and they have to take an Uber, you know, like... Yeah, your life's over, basically. Yeah, your coins cost you more to do that. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, it's a grind, man. I I hope this is worth it. Imagine finding (laughs) out, like... (laughs) (laughs) I really hope this is worth it. I know, man. For, I mean, I even for like ten years into it, like you know, like I talked to people, I talked to people on the show even ten years, twelve years into it, and they're like still trying to make it. You know what I mean? Like they have a TV credit or two. Yeah, but you should. Yeah, but here's the thing though. I feel like yeah, ten years to maybe master it and all that stuff. But you should kind of know within four. I think you should know within four or five if this is going in the direction you think it's going in. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, obviously some guys pop 20 years in. Like, it has, like, obviously it would be amazing. You know, Louis C.K. was in his 40s when he popped. Uh, Bill Burr was 38. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, they've been doing it for 20 years before that. But I feel like five or six years in, if you're not kind of consistently working, and I don't mean it doesn't have to be every weekend, but if you're, you should start kind of getting shit, I feel, at five years in. And I don't mean, like, a TV show or anything like that. I just mean, like, consistent shows where, where Joe DeVito told me this. He goes, as you're getting – so you start doing all open mic, right? That's the only shows you can get, that you can get booked on. And then you start getting real shows, and it should – he goes, it should be like – in the beginning, it should still be like oh, – more. you should still be doing more open mics than shows. But then, like, three or four years in, it should be more shows than open mics. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're still doing the yeah, yeah. time on stage, but you still be starting to kind of go towards the other end of the pendulum. And um, he goes, that's the way it should go. You know, because, like, Joe DeVito, I bet you he – Joe still does open mics, but I bet you yeah. he has more shows than mics. 
Well, he, I mean, he probably does like one or two open mics a month, maybe. Yeah, I used to see him, dude. When I was doing all those mics, I used to see Joe all the time at fucking open mics. And it blew my mind. I'm like, oh, he's a professional. He's still out here. Okay, so then yeah. you're never... You're, you're never better than an open mic. That's what I tell people. No matter how bad the room might be, you're never better than it. Like, you know, I'm still here just like everybody else. Yeah, I, I see I see some real... I see some people at open mics that I'm like, wow, what are you doing here? You know, yeah. it's like... And then I check myself, like, oh, just you're always... I'm always going to be here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like I told you, know. I feel like open mics are the nucleus. I feel like every once in a while you should go back, you know... Um, obviously, when you get to a certain level, you, it may not be the best idea. But I feel like you, you know what I mean? If you're at, like, a, who's a good person to say? You know, like, I feel like, I'm going to name a name, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean, this doesn't mean this person stinks or anything like that. Like, if you're at, like, a Joe Mackey level, you know, yeah. where he's, he's been on TV, he's very funny, he gets mostly shows. But I feel like every once in a while, and I feel like if I was at his level, I would still pop in and do a mic just to be like, oh, yeah. I gotta remember that this is where shit happened, and this is where I started, and it kind of keeps you in balance, I think. You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Or at the very least, at that point, like a bunch of bar shows. Yes, something. Yeah, that, 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 again, that's what I mean. Something along those lines it doesn't have to be an open mic per se. It's fucking, you know, the uh, what the hell's the name of that bar? Are they all doing that now? The hell, the bar on the east side. Uh, climate? What the hell is the name of that? With the, the, that does mics? Yeah, a lot of mics. What the hell is the Latin yeah, Buddha cli- one? What the hell is the name of Yeah, yeah, Climate. Climate Lounge. Climate, there it is. Climate. Climate, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Like, you don't make, like, you don't have to go to Climate at 5 o'clock on Wednesday, but like a bar show, just to be like, oh yeah, it still sucks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it still sucks. Okay. Uh, I, I those are the ones I host is the ones that climb it. Oh, do you? Those are the ones. Yeah, I so like, like that room in the base. Yeah, yeah, like I we've we consist like our like the ones that I host. Mm-hmm. We consistently have real audience too. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, that's a good. Yeah, thing. so like I don't feel like I don't I don't feel like oh, how do I phrase this? I actually feel good about those shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're happy with like, the with the yeah. Like, like they could be hit or miss as far as like the size and quality of the audience. Mm-hmm. But there's there's people paying attention. I'm not talking at a bunch of lit up faces, you know, on their phones. Yeah, that's very key. Are you one and of those? That, are you one of those open mic hosts? Please don't tell me you're this guy who goes out and tries to do absolutely, absolutely. Crowd work, though? Absolutely. Are you crazy on an open mic? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I went there. I tried ne- I remember I did a few a few of those hosting. Uh, oh, Mike, I only did like two before. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Every time I tried to do crowd work, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go home and kill myself. That's what I'm going to do because this is I, not even worth it. Absolutely. Where else am I going to do that? I don't know. Not a, not. I feel like there is the worst place to do it because everyone's got an ego. Most of the room is comics. I guess you can do it well, with real audience members, though. I, I do yeah. it mostly. I try to do it mostly with the real audience members or open micers that I haven't seen before, so I know they're not going to, like, upstage me, so to speak. That, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though, because it's got to be hard with a comic 
in the he's going to try to one up you. So you say something, he's coming right back at you. Right. Whether it's funny uh, or not, I mean, he's just going to try and, to. But if that happens, then if that happens, then that's a challenge. That's all right. Well, you know, people might do this when I do crowd work when I'm really hosting a real show. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I'll go through periods. So, like, let's say there's a piece that I have that I want to polish up a little bit, or like add a tag or try something out on. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll spend a, a week or two just doing that material, and then if I don't have anything that I want to work on, like I'll be like, okay, well, this week is just gonna be crowd work week, and I'll just try to, and and it's challenging to like. Out of nothing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, especially if the room is if the room is just comics, now it's real tough. Like, hey, Chris, where are you from again? Yeah. Italy. Yeah, uh, there used yeah, to be I mean, this. There, there used to be this kid. I don't know if he's still. I never knew his name, but he used to go up, and he would. You could tell what he was trying to do. He was trying to do like a very Patrice O'Neill type style stand up, where he'd walk up. And he would sit down on the set. He'd act like, oh, like he's so tired. And then he'd sit down on a, on the stool. And he'd be like, yo, anybody see that thing with uh, uh, Peyton Manning? I'm just using an example. Did anyone see that thing with Peyton Manning? And then, and then they, and someone would be like, yes. And he'd be like, well, what did you think about it? And they're like, yo, dude, you got four minutes on stage at an open mic. Maybe you should just do fucking material. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, I, I don't know. I'm not a genius. But, like, you got four minutes. You're going to ask me what I think about the situation. Just fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to he's trying to do crowd work in an all-room comic. I always, uh, in a room full of all comics. And I always felt really bad for him. Well, what if... I don't, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know the guy. I forgot the kid's name. I see his face, but I don't. I can't remember his name. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna broadly devil's advocate this. Mm-hmm. What if he doesn't have anything, right? He wants to work on a premise. He he saw the thing on Peyton Manning, and he's like, I, I know there's a joke here somewhere. I kind of think about this. And then he gets on stage and he's like, what would you think about the Peyton Manning thing? And someone says how they feel, and it's either what he felt or the opposite of what he felt. And now he's like, okay, now I have something to work with. Yeah, but he never had a – he never had – I saw that kid a lot, and he never had a comeback for whatever the person said. <laughs> he never had an opinion. He's like, so what did you think about it? And they'd be like, oh, I didn't like what he did. And then he'd go, yeah, me either. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, maybe he's just – He's just taking that information to use it later, like to use it to go home and write. Or, or I mean, I don't know. Did you ever see him at like a show? Did you ever see him perform on stage? I just saw him at open mics. That kid. I never actually did a, a bar show or anything with him. Um, so I mean, so it's hard to say. But like, I know, I know from experience that sometimes like I'll get on stage and I'll be talking to the crowd and I won't have anything, and it doesn't mean that I'm that kind of a comic. Well, you're yeah, saying he, you saw him I saw this kid like for four months though, and he never oh, had anything ever. Maybe he doesn't do comedy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I was kind of hoping you knew. Who yeah, was, because... but, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, he's still doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah, no, he had to figure. He had to figure it out for himself, man. He had to, <laughs> he had to figure it out. He's like, oh. That's not, this isn't crowd work, just letting the crowd do all the work. That's, not, that's what I thought you meant. When you said crowd work, I was like, oh, let the crowd do the work. Yeah, that seems easy. I can do that. 
just, yeah, the title is what he would do. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, I didn't have an opinion either. And he'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I don't always bother me at open mics. It would always bother me at open mics. Now that you got me on it, I never thought about it. And Ryan Brooks said this, and it made me laugh out loud because I had the exact same feeling. I just never voiced it. I was talking to Ryan Brooks, and Ryan, if you don't know Ryan, Ryan's a very funny comment. Uh, uh, I think he's on YouTube. Look him up. And he had the funny thing where he'd go, I go, you ever, you ever been an open mic and someone says something, they'll make a statement and they'll be like, well, I'm curious. That always bothered me and I never said anything. And then Ryan one day was like, somehow someone had said it. We were at a show and someone said it. He's like, hey, bro, if you're trying to be serious, go to this serious club, all right? <laughs> Not the comedy club. <laughs> and I used to hear that a, a lot at open mics. You hear people be like, no, no, no. Like, I'm, like they make a statement that was could have been a joke, maybe, but then they're like, no, I'm serious. They're like, well, then fucking leave the comedy club and go to the statement club. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you want the deaf poetry jam. It's, yeah, like, uh, it's down the block. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of pet peeves about just comics in general. Like, uh, I hate when a comic says, no, 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 this is a true story. Yeah, it's like, well, so you were what? lying the whole rest of the time? Like, yeah. I was trying to suspend my disbelief for you, but now that yeah. you're telling me you're a liar, yeah. uh, now <laughs> I don't even know what to believe. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's a no, personal it's, it's, it's it's a story. Like, yeah, no shit, it's true. Why else, do, why yeah. else did you tell me this? Yeah. yeah. They're all supposed to be true stories. <laughs> supposed to be funny, right? The true story that happened was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine, too. I hate that. But then again, I bet you I've done it before. I bet you I've been like, this is a true story. I bet you I've said that. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm thinking it, I, I hate it. I hate you for doing it. Yeah. I guarantee I've said <laughs> it No. You know what you do it? You know what you do it? You say, I was on the way here today. I was on the LIE. This is a true story. I was behind this guy. <laughs> no, I don't set up like that. Just driving. <laughs> I'll say, no, I have a good I'll, I'll say I was driving out here tonight, which is always, that's, I never say it's true, though, after. Yeah, but that's the setup of the joke, I was driving out here, which sucks when you're not, when you're not from the place that you're performing at. Like, I, was, I like it. I was in Tempe, and I'm like, yes, I'm driving over here. I'm like, was I, though? I'm like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't driving here at all. Someone well, you can say, oh, uh, but you could, we were. I always think about that, too. Like, when I write a joke or when I see someone else write a joke and they use a specific place or a specific action, and then I'm like, well, can you apply this to the road? So, like, I have a joke about I have a joke about an airport on Long Island, but mm-hmm. I always think about, well, I can always use the local airport. Yeah, you can always do the local airport, 100%. But, you know, this is so, like, if you could... We were driving over here today. Come on, get out of my my lane. We were driving over here today, uh, and we were, you know, whatever, the fucking guy, just old guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you Um, can say this, then you can say this is a true story and really get me on board. (laughs) Yes. I'll give you advice that Jim Brewer gave me when I told, I I have a bit about PBA cards, which is a very, I had found out that they're not all over the country. It's strictly in New York, New Jersey, part of Connecticut sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not anywhere else. So when I went to the Midwest, that was a big fear. That's a chunk. That's like that's a three-minute bit. And I'm going, 
you know, when, when you only have 30 minutes and you have to do 25, you're like, yeah, you oh, can't oh, afford shit. to lose those you three minutes. You can't afford to lose that out. So I, for a while, was just going to drop it when I went on the road. And then I actually told Jim about it. I go, hey, man, like, I have this bit. I said, I think I'm going to have to drop it or whatever. He goes, no, 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 no don't, don't drop it. He goes, first of all, he goes, explain. He goes, the extra 35 seconds it's going to take you to explain, the audience will let you do that. It only takes 30 seconds to explain what it is. PBA card is this. We have this thing in New York where when you have a family member who's a police officer, you get a, 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 a plastic card with their badge number on it, and when you get pulled over, a cop, you know, you're, you can give it to the police officer, and the police officer just lets you go. That's it. That's the, that's the explanation yeah. of the joke. Now everybody, he goes, it, lets, it brings an audience into your world. Now they're in your world. So that's, now they're that's all, cool. they understand, now they're living in your world for the rest of the show. Even if they're on board with that bit, you can get them on board with anything else. Yeah. And all it takes is an extra 30 seconds. And he goes, is that, he goes, yeah, you might be a little wordy on it. He goes, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's for a reason. You're not being wordy because, you know what I mean? He goes, there's a point behind you being wordy on it. Yeah, you're you're not just doing exposition. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just just so funny because he goes, just don't make it a habit of every bit being extra wordy. When you don't have to be. He's like, but with certain situations, he goes, there's no point to drop the joke if it's funny. I was like, yeah, I never, yeah. okay, yeah. Because I'm so afraid of that, being too wordy, being too verbose, just kind of over-explaining shit, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I and uh, he kind of put it to ease with that, with that particular bit at least. Where the hell are you right now, by the way? I am on Delancey. I just got over the Williamsburg. Oh, are you, are you in Brooklyn? Oh no, you're in the Lower East Side. What do you think? Time. I didn't. I didn't finish listening to your podcast. What did you think of the Tebow thing? What was your What the was your outrage? Are you well, outraged? You give nah, a shit. I'm not outraged, but like when people think he like really made the team, I laugh because I'm like, well, he didn't really make the team though. Yeah, no. Yeah, because it's not. because it's September, and yeah. the season's over in a month. So I'm going. Okay, here's. The, if they were really going to try them out, if they'd fucking sign them in April. Yeah. That's when well, they would sign them. But, I mean, if unless they were picking them up as a, as a, as a, as a, as a fucking thing for the, for the playoffs. But I can't see he hasn't proven himself to be picked up as a member for a playoff. No, he's going he's gonna to go to the instructional league and he's going to hit 220 and then they're going to drop him. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. that's what I mean. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like he should just fucking stick to what he's good at, which was, He's good at commentating on football games. Like, he, I know he still doing, wants to play, but it's like, well, man, I don't know. Maybe it's just not happening for you. I don't. Yeah, he's doing what Michael Jordan did. He's gonna he's gonna play on the minor league team. He's gonna sell some tickets and some merchandise, and he's gonna. Yeah, but he don't have the appeal Jordan the... did though. Like, this is the appeal of Michael Jordan. Ready? I, the, Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Barons. Okay, I know that team because Michael Jordan played for it. I guarantee you, I'll never know the team that Tim Tebow played for. Yeah, but you're it's you're not his audience. Yeah, I'm not. But I guess there are people who But if he plays if he plays on some team in Florida, everyone in fucking Florida and every Christian across the country is gonna be like, Oh, I love that Florida team that Tim Tebow plays for. The the, the Florida Pinwheels. I love them. Tim Tebow plays for them. <laughs> the Florida and and someone someone recently was like comparing it to like Comparing it to CM Punk, like oh, it's just another like a CM Punk. No, but no, 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 no. To me, yeah, like, but... yeah, because CM Punk 
Like, if Tim Tebow fails at baseball, which he's gonna, or maybe he doesn't, but most likely he's gonna. Yeah, most likely. It, then he just stops and goes back to whatever the hell he was doing. Yeah. If, if CM Punk fails at UFC, which he did, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a yeah. real punishment. That is yeah. a real punishment. If Tebow fails at baseball, no one's going to beat the fuck out of him. No. He's not, he's not walking away with brain damage, possible brain damage. Right, 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 right. Which, he's just walking you know, away from the game. Which is what would happen if he fails at football. He goes, big brain damage. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> that's actually a very good point. Mm-hmm. Well, poor guy. And his damaged brain. <laughs> Look, I, I respect CM Punk though. Don't don't get it twisted. I, I wasn't. I thought it was a bad idea because I watched the UFC. I'm very big into the UFC. I understand the 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 the, up the 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 pressure that goes into fighting in the UFC and what you need to do to actually get there. Um, I thought it was kind of a mockery because it's like, well, I want to play baseball for the Yankees, but I don't. I don't get a chance to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the way that it works. You don't just jump to the major leagues and be like, well, I'm going to try this out. It's like, mm, no. Even Tebow had to go to the minor leagues. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah, Tebow yeah, yeah. in the minors. CM Punk just went race to the majors, and he kind of was expected to to do well. And I'm like, well, he's not going to, though. Like, if you, if he's not going to do well, and he didn't. But I respect that 99% of the world would never make that walk to go fight. And he did. So you go, all right, man, I tip your hat to you, but maybe you don't do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? maybe, 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 maybe not good <laughs> Yeah, like maybe avoid that next time. I'm just saying. It just but what I what, what it looked like you weren't having a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that was the best time of my life other than the time I got married and yeah. like all the other times I didn't get beat up. Yeah, like, was... shut up, you <laughs> fucking idiot. You really <laughs> I'm gonna say this is probably right right underneath every time you didn't get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just did. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. It's the best, the most fun you ever had. Was it? The fucking ear. His ear was almost falling off his face. I was like, I don't so know. That was was a, I felt bad for the guy. Like, Dude. Yeah, it was rough. That was a rough. You got beat up? Yeah. Well, I look, man, I do jujitsu, and I, the, I, the guys at my school were telling me about the guy he was fighting, uh, Mickey Gall. Yeah, he's, and they were uh, telling me about him, and they were like, "Yo, he's no fucking joke. Like, it's not. Yeah. Like, he's he's unknown. They said, but he's a stud athlete, and he's a stud fighter. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. And then you saw it. They were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't put him against a jobber. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wasn't fighting just like some no name. Like, he was a no name, but like he was a, a legit up and coming fighter. We we theorized because I don't know if you know uh, my like really good friend Mark Chris Martello. Uh, oh, he no. he used to uh, he was the VP of sports at um, at Spike, so he actually uh, helped create and casted all the seasons of The Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. So he's got uh, he's very into UFC, like he's like intense about it, okay. and so. He's a close friend. We I watch all the fights with him. Like uh, we go to his house, or this week he came to my to my place, mm-hmm. and we watch the fight. He was theorizing that they want to make Mickey Gall a star, so they were like, "Well, let's put him up against CM Punk, because all oh, eyes yeah. are going to be on this fight." Mm-hmm. So now yeah. we've made this new star because uh, oh, I, I agree. Guess, yeah, I agree. They, if, if that was the plan, it worked because that dude's a fucking yeah. superstar now, and he called out another young superstar. Yeah, so that guy Sage, 
And he's like, I'm yeah, going to fight yeah. you in uh, the garden. I'm like, yup. Everyone went, uh-huh. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we, got, we got to love each other. Oh, yeah. the war. Come on, dude. Yeah. He's like, you don't love each other. Yo, Sage, fuck you. You're like, what? <laughs> can't say that in the same breath. Literally the same breath. <laughs> There's too much hate in this world. I hate that guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he said I'm going to punch the spikes off his head. I believe that's yeah, what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the last thing, like, as he was, like, leaving the microphone, he was, like, something, something, war. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Remind me not to come near you at a bar, because you yeah, are a police, you animal. <laughs> we met uh, a long time ago. With, I was with Chris and uh, the, that show I did, whatever. Uh, Forrest Griffin. Griffin was mm-hmm. the guest. Yeah. And uh, it, I was, like, I was like, so do you go out of your way to, like, avoid bar fights because, like, you could murder someone accidentally? I bet you he gets offered a lot. Yeah, he was like, no, I look for bar fights. It's practice. Oh. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, you're a lunatic, okay? <laughs> and he's a big dude. I actually met him. He's a big motherfucker for He's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. He's a fucking monster, that dude. <laughs> He's a big boy. All right, man. I'm here. I'm parked. Ladies are bothering me. All right, man. Enjoy. Enjoy the mic. I will talk to you. Uh, talk to you later. Yeah, man. Oh, thank, thanks for doing this. I forgot we're doing an episode. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll uh, tag you when I post it. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Awesome. Jerk, Neil.